and welcome to the weekly walk through H-Town, coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. I got the numbers right. Yes. That might be the last time we hear that done correctly for a little while. <laughs> Just true. warning the audience. Hi, Susan. Good morning, Rusty. How are you? I feel really happy today because we had such a great weekend in Heston. We last did week. have a really good weekend in Heston, home sweet Heston. What a what a phenomenal weekend all across. We had beautiful weather for it. Yeah, I feel like um, like two years in a row to have that kind of weather is a pretty cool deal. And even the rain at the ball game on Friday evening wasn't all that awful because it just kind of added to the spirit. It was an October football evening. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Yep, people need to move here. That's true. That's true. Hey, guess what? It is Fire Prevention Week. I heard that, and I thought probably I was correct because we have a very important guest. Yes, and we're going to get to we're going to get to our guest in a second. And this kind of hits home a little bit for me in it a does. way. Um, Thirty years ago, this week actually, we had a house fire in the Witcher Clan mm. at the corner of Ridge and Pine, and it really it even though it was a as Jackie said traumatic event. It really highlighted how the community comes together. And we had so many people trying to help out and donating. We were staging at my grandmother's house at the time, and they're bringing us stuff. And this is where the story takes a little bit of a twist. Uh, you and I talked about it before uh-huh. we went on the air. Right. And I, you said that there was a little twist. So, twist. so I, I will in just the, it, My quiet. grandmother's house was a split-level house. And... We were going through clothes and trying on clothes, and you know, people are donating stuff. Sure, you know, we're not, we're not even sure where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And my mom reaches down and puts her hand in a jacket, and she said, "Well, what's this?" And she pulls out a little leather pouch, and it's about two inches, three inches by three inches of zip up. Okay. And she hands it to me, and I start investigating, and I unzip it, and I say, "Whoa!" Because in this pouch, there is a gold spoon. A gold razor blade, a gold straw, a one-inch by one-inch square of mirror, and a black and orange vial that I recognized from all of the after-school specials I watched. But that was not – that someone from New York City put that on a bus. We don't know where it came from, and someone was at home going, oh, no. No. And, of course, being a curious 15-year-old, I did open the vial. There was nothing in it, and we promptly threw that away. Okay. So, like I said, little plot twist (laughs) – Right. And my earlier guesses, which we will not repeat. Right. Um, I told you it was worse. You did. <laughs> I told you But it was my worse. guesses were pretty cr- pretty twisted, too. But anyway. But that leads us into our guest, Fire Marshal Misty Ullman. Misty, hi. Hello. So she's here to talk to us about Heston EMS, Heston Fire. And mm-hmm. this is also Fire Prevention Week. And we're even going to talk a little bit about the Get Alarmed program because I know you wanted to talk about that. Yeah. Absolutely. And they were at the schools program. already this week, yes. and I know that went well. So we're excited to talk to you, Misty. Rusty has some great questions. Yeah. Do we want to play What's in the Sack since it connects? Sure. Let's play What's in the Sack okay. early. All right. I um, hope it's a stress ball. I hope it's not drug paraphernalia. <laughs> Gosh. Wait, 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 wait. I, 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 want, I was just kind of checking to make sure it was still there after that story, Rusty, but um, what do you think? Well, that, it's a candle. A candle. I just shake it? Sure. Yeah. I don't put my hand in there? No, okay. well. We haven't had anything bite yet. It's fine. Do you okay. want to touch what's okay. in there? It's okay, because I think that will help fill some time. It's an odd shape. Well, it's so much for being a candle. Yeah. <laughs> 
I feel confidence. Um, I feel like it's self-affirmation cards. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Jackie, oh, you should okay. take a guess. <laughs> self-affirmation <laughs> cards. I would be reading those right now. Oh, there's something textury in there. It's a, it's a guava. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with they are thank you notes for all the amazing organizations that participated in Home Sweet Hustle. Uh, no, but thank you notes. And, and thinking about a broadcast makes me think of Jimmy Fallon and that cool uh, segment he does. This is a game that's called Stick Man, but look, what are those little sticks? They look like matches. Matches. And we, are, we always teach people not to play with matches, but in the game Stick Man, you build little sticks and, and then people try to guess you draw it on their back with your hand in a very wholesome manner. <laughs> I might just say, I am in no way suggesting that we play this game. I promise. The door has a piece of glass in it for those of you who aren't here. But I know we're not supposed to play with matches. And now Rusty will ask Misty questions that will help us understand why. And Susan, you can ask the questions too. We we have an extra sheet of questions. So, Misty, can you give us a little bit of the history of Heston Fire EMS? I know there are five full-time people. I think 20 volunteers. Am I right? Yeah. So... Technically, it's four full-time okay. and then one three-quarter time. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, we have those 20 people on our roster right now. Um, what's crazy about that is um, going through all of our roster and looking at the calls that we run. So this year, we're going to trend over 1,000 calls mm. for fire and EMS both. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be a record-breaking year. Um, we've actually ran more fire calls mm-hmm. this year already, so okay. October. Than we did all of last year oh my yeah so we've already broken our record for last year and we still have three months okay. left. is that year. like a dubious record to break almost uh, don't really I mean, want to break that record yeah. yeah a lot of it has been outdoor wildland fires that makes we, a lot of sense with the drought and everything yeah we ran more grass fires in the first quarter of this year mm-hmm. than we did all of last year oh wow yeah Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And we look at our roster. Um, we have nine personnel that are fire only. Mm-hmm. We have seven that are EMS only. And then we have four that are dual. So they do both sides of the house, both okay. fire and EMS. So you think about that. That's not a lot of people to responding to over a thousand calls. No, that's not. That is not. And it's still volunteer based. Mm -hmm. And that I think is something a little bit different and really special to what we have because you have people who are in the community who are do other things and all of a sudden they're off to a fire call because they're willing to help out, willing to take time out of their schedule to jump into a dangerous situation. Absolutely. And that you talk about that, you know, potential danger and just the stress and not knowing when it's going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an unknown. We carry pagers with us. Um, We have it on our phone as well. So 911 lets us know what the emergency is, where it's at, you know, do I need to respond? Do I not need to respond? Um, our volunteers are paid per hour, uh, which is nice. But again, no one's doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no one's getting rich off of it. But it just it. I'm in awe of people who manage jobs, who manage going to school, who manage family, who manage you know their faith, and on top of that, also do this. Right. Amazing group of people. I mean, they're your neighbors responding mm-hmm. to you when you call for help. Oh, that's very true. That is a hundred percent true. And I think also the employers in our community that support the mission when you have an employee that says, hey, I'm on the staff, I'm a volunteer, 
I might be leaving in the middle of my shift or part of my day, or I may need to come to work a little bit later because I've been up all night. So that's an important part of it too, I think. Absolutely. And I mean, you look at it from the aspect of, you know, as an employer, having someone like that on your staff is awesome, Mm -hmm. right? True. Yeah. Good point. Someone that needs, you know, that knows what to do when there's an emergency who can bring that calmness to a situation is, is, I mean, again, as an employer, I think you'd want that on your staff. I would think so. (laughs) I would absolutely think so. Missy, how did you become an involved in Heston EMS and the fire and what's new over there in your department? Okay. So my personal journey is I never thought I would be doing this. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, my husband was the fire EMS chief for city of Sedgwick. Okay. Uh, that's where we live. And like any rural department, staffing is always a struggle. So right. he signed me up for an EMT class that they were hosting there. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, was it, was it, oh, by the way, guess or guess what we're guess what doing we for the weekend, honey? <laughs> yeah. Um, so he signed me up and I took the class and I was hooked. Um, never thought this is what I would be doing with my life, let alone career. Um, and so here I am 15 years later, I started in Heston almost 10 years ago, um, started part-time and then kind of transitioned mm-hmm. from just lying a paramedic firefighter into that fire marshal role. Um, yeah, so it's been wow. a great community to be in. Our department is far above um, what you would see across the state. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and again, I, I can say that because I've worked for other departments, right. I've been sure. in other departments. The equipment we have, the training that's offered is superior by far. Um, oh, absolutely. I've seen you guys. I'm, I can test to this that Monday nights they're training, they're down the street in a house doing stuff mm-hmm. all the time, and you're like, oh, they're training. Okay, great. Yep. It's And um, our community requires some probably unique skills because we have a couple of large industries that would have chemicals and, and a large number of employees in a crowded space. And then we have college kids and we also have seniors at the villa. Mm-hmm. So it is unique in what our needs are, I would imagine. Yes, we are an all hazards department. So again, we're running EMS calls, medical trauma um, on the fire side. I mean, literally it can be from outdoor fires to structure fires to hazmat incidents to you know rescuing animals. We've done that before. So all across the board, again, you talk about, yeah, <laughs> you never know what your typical day is gonna look like. Yeah. And I think that's the draw for a lot of our people is we like the unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like to do the same things every day. No, it's a new adventure on a daily basis. Yeah, and e- everyone gets something different out of it. You know, for a lot of people, it's just they want to be there to help yes. um, other people. You know, for some people, it is the excitement of, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do today, and that was super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone kind of pulls something a little bit different out of it. Yeah. Yeah, but when you think you said people like the excitement and I think how nervous I would be and you were joking that you were nervous about being on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So that would be the same for me. I don't know about the other people in the room, but if I had to respond to an emergency, I would be a wreck because I feel like it's so you have so much on the line. So, again, I'm super high stress person. But you're not doing it alone, right? This is a very much a team effort mm-hmm. Good on, point. on every single call. Um, so I may not know what to do in this certain situation, but someone else is like, been there, done that, okay. we got this. Or, you know, like a lot of people like, oh, I can never do ambulance calls because I don't like blood. 
Well, you're not by yourself, and everyone has their Achilles heel. Everyone has something that they'd rather just not deal mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're, we're working as a team, so everyone kind of knows the things I don't deal with well. Sure. And they step in and step up, and, and they take care of me. Important point. Thanks. Very much so. Very much so. So can you tell us a little bit about the history of Fire Prevention Week? Absolutely. Great. So it is the 100th anniversary this oh, year. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at us. Look, I mean, that is. <laughs> we. We knew that. That's why we invited <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> right. We exactly. looked surprised, exactly. but, we, yeah. but we knew it. Yeah. We did. Um, so, yeah, 100 uh, years ago, it was put in proclamation that they were going to celebrate Fire Prevention Week, um, make sure it was on the forefront of everyone's mind. It originally started um, with the history of the Great Chicago Fire, so oh. October 8th, 1871. So the legend has it, you know, Mrs. O'Leary's cow kicked over a lantern uh-huh. and started the barn on fire, burned the whole city down. We all talk about that. We all know about that. What we don't talk about is the exact same day, in the exact mm-hmm. same year, there was the most catastrophic wildfire the U.S. has ever seen in uh, Pachtigo, Wisconsin. So it had a destruction path of 10 miles wide, 40 miles long, destroyed 17 communities, and killed upwards to 2,000 people. I actually did know that. I did know that. I couldn't remember where it was, but I did know that. And that's like, so think about that. That's like a 10-mile wide swath from here to Wichita, mm-hmm. getting everything. But the Chicago got more attention because mm-hmm. larger city. Absolutely. Maybe the, oh my goodness. Yeah, the death toll was about 300 in Chicago. So again, you look oh. at the death toll in Pestigo. Um, But again, you talk about the bigger community. It just sure. blows my mind. You know, you have those catastrophic events both on the same yeah. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And one is a low attention event and mm-hmm. the other is still in being talked about. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, again, going from that, um, again, every year uh, we always take fire prevention. The NFPA comes and, like, has a theme. And this year is fire won't wait, plan your escape. So it talks about, you know, having your fire escape plan, uh, which is super important because with new construction mm-hmm. today and also the materials we use and all of our furnishings, um, fire can go to flashover within one to three minutes. So that's how long you would have to get out of your home, one to three minutes. Um, I'm sorry, that's two to three minutes. Like, two to three minutes. I, well, I don't want to scare anyone. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have an extra minute. <laughs> that extra 60 seconds. Yes. Yeah, but the rate I move. <laughs> um <laughs> So again, Especially if, it, you know, like in the middle of the night, I'm just, I'm just. Yeah. When you, when you wake up mm-hmm. from a dead sleep, right. you hear something going on, you don't Been know what's going that. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't Been know what's going that. on. Exactly. Um, yeah. Two to three minutes is, is not a lot of time to mm. think, to understand what's going on. Sure. And then again, if you don't have a plan, trying to come up with one on the fly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we made big prevention packets for all the elementary students. We had some of our responders make some videos just talking about different things that kids can go home and talk to their families about. Mm-hmm. So nice. just trying to get out there in the community. and Important. Absolutely it is. Well, she answered a question that we didn't even get to ask about what kind of activities. I like that. <laughs> that is, makes it easy. So there should, there should be no nerves whatsoever None. because it's just like no. natural. But how else can the community become involved, Misty? So I think from a safety standpoint, um, we participate in the Get Alarmed Kansas program. Mm-hmm. Um, what that program is, is offered through the state fire marshal's office. So if you are a homeowner in Heston or our fire district, you can call up to the station, uh, talk to me, Misty Yeoman. <laughs> <laughs> you have to press that on the button um, and just basically get signed up. So I will get your contact information, um, ask you how many bedrooms you have, how many levels in your home, um, and what that program allows us to do is come in 
And if you have alarms that are older than 10 years old, we will replace those. If you don't have enough alarms, so one in every level of your home and one in every bedroom, we'll install additional alarms. Um, they are a dual smoke and carbon monoxide alarm with a 10-year sealed battery in them, and it's absolutely free. Uh, we just installed our 1,000th alarm here in Huston. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that was a big deal, um, and we've been in over 200 homes. So it's a great program. We've been doing it since 2018. Um, great great for us to be out in the community, meet people, being able to talk about some safety issues, why mm -hmm. we're out there, if we see anything. And again, just talk about that prevention. Um, we've had an alarm, I would say, save a life. Um, it was with carbon monoxide. It started going off and we went over there and found really high levels of CO and were able to isolate that for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've been to my place a couple times for various things and um, none of them are as exciting as some, <laughs> but um, I, I think that people need to take advantage of this. You know, sometimes we get a little grouchy about, well, what do I get for my money? Well, this is an example of something that is, I'm assuming, funded. Is it state? Mm -hmm. Yep, it's through the state farm marshal's office. Sure. We need to take advantage of that. Oh, without a doubt. That saves lives. It does, absolutely. I mean, you talk about, you know, you shared a little bit before about how you didn't have smoke alarms, but you mm. had the heat detectors. Right. So smoke alarms are going to activate a lot quicker oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> than the heat detectors do. Um, and again, you talk about the CO. We're coming into cold weather, so everyone's going to be cranking on their furnace again. Mm -hmm. um, CO is odorless. Um, you can't see it. And it's the silent killer. I mean, 400 plus people die every year from carbon monoxide. Totally preventable, could, right? Totally preventable. Um, you know, we take care of our, our own. Um, anytime we're in an EMS call on our jump bag that we take in, we have a carbon monoxide alarm on our bag. Um, because again, carbon monoxide can present as flu-like symptoms. Mm, that's right. So again, it's, it's something that we take very seriously. And, and rightfully so, rightfully so. What about a few key rules you wish everyone in the community to observe to lower the risk of fire? So just talking just from the first thing out the gate is addressing, mm -hmm. right? Addressing should be at least four inches in height, should be numbers not spelled out, should be facing the street mm -hmm. in a contrasting color. It's really hard for us to help you when we can't even find you. That's very true. So that would be my number one rule is just get your addressing so that. So I, I think, basic. Yeah, yes. but I think so many people might not think of that. And right? that's, mm -hmm. that is very important. If you have to make a phone call to 308 South Main and they're looking, where are you? Mm -hmm. Because we can't find the number. Now we're going to go back and count and you're wasting precious, what could be precious time. Absolutely right. it is. Because when it's your emergency, we can't get there fast enough mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. um, so addressing is a very basic basic thing. And again, um, making sure that we have access to your home. So we see a lot in the county with overgrown trees. You know, are we able to get ambulances back there? Are we able to get fire trucks back mm -hmm. there? Again, things you don't think about every day until it's your emergency. Yeah. And then it's very important. On the fire prevention side, again, you know, as parents, if you have kids, making sure that you know, matches and lighters, they're not accessible um, to your kids because, again, kids are very curious, right? This is very true. <laughs> and, you know, what we'll see is, you know, they know what they're doing isn't right, and so they'll try to do it in secret. So, like, underneath a bed or downstairs mm. in the basement or in a closet, um, things like that. Very simple things, mm -hmm. but, and again, until it affects you, you really don't think about it. And it's easy to, to just get a little laid back or careless about it. Oh, absolutely. So 
Absolutely. Good reminders. I'm already thinking we need to review our escape plan now that we don't have people upstairs that we have to think about. But we do need to think, <laughs> where are you and did you get outside and what's the meeting place? And, and absolutely and never going back in, um, mm. which, which is hard to do. But once you're outside, you know, if someone happened to go on the backside, but you think they're still in there and you try to make a rescue, we're not equipped, right, um, to go in and make a rescue. Fire department people with our gear and uh, SCBA, so the air packs, we're more suited to go back into those high hazard mm-hmm. areas. Okay. Well, Susan, also, this is a great question because I liked what Susan wrote here. We are expect- we're experiencing drought across the strait, across the state, heading into fire season. What are some of the challenges with that? That is a great question. Um, we literally are with our emergency manager talking about those situations now and getting prepared for them. Um, so it's about two weeks after a really hard frost is when we come into our fire season. So early December, mid-December mm-hmm. is kind of where we're looking at. And you look at the conditions now, um, we're already in it. So Heston and Harvey County, great communities. Um, You talked about what's new in our department. Mm -hmm. We are currently converting a huge military truck into a brush truck. So it will be um, able to go off-road. It will carry 2,000 gallons of water, which is huge for us. Right now we have one made-to-go off-road truck, which is Squad 55. Um, It does not carry 2,000 gallons (laughs) of water. So hopefully we'll be able to get that um, here towards the end of the year. So that will greatly increase um, our firefighting capabilities as far as grassland. Um, today is a perfect example. We're in um, high fire danger. I was going to mention that because I yeah. saw that on weather.gov. Yeah. yeah. So high winds, low humidity. Um, there's been no precipitation whatsoever. So Harvey County goes into... <laughs> Feels like it, doesn't no. it? So about 8 o'clock in the morning, they will page out uh, enhanced grass fire response. And what that means is if there is a grass fire that starts in Harvey County, every community has agreed to send one apparatus to go help aid automatically, um, which we're able to get a quicker stop Mm -hmm. on them, um, which hopefully means like less property damage, um, which is, I think, unique to Harvey County. You don't have to go very far to see departments that don't work well together. And the fact that we have auto aid is huge. Yeah. Um, obviously, if it's our community, our district, we're sending everything we have, but we know we have other resources sure. coming in. Yeah. Good. Yeah, because you, know. you always you always hear that there was a fire and these responding. All these different communities sent response, and mm-hmm. you go, yeah, okay. And that I think that's a testament to working together as these different agencies or different departments in these other towns. Absolutely, I have the greatest respect for all of our departments in Harvey County. Um, the fact that we know who works there, we know what equipment they have, we know that they're willing to come help us as much as we're willing to go help them. Um, that makes me sleep better at night. Yeah. Good to hear. Yeah, we are known for that. So, I, I think people really need to follow you guys on Facebook and see what's going on. That's really kind of cool to see these training stuff that you see with EMS and fire is doing. I think that's that brings it to a point and it's visually and people, oh, this is real work, real time application of, of what you guys do. So definitely give them a shout and a follow on Facebook. Well, thank you. I run our Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> run is a great transition. Rusty, um, we have anything else we want Misty to answer? Can, can I talk a little bit about just trying to get more people to volunteer for us. Yes, I was actually going to ask you. That's a good one. We're like on the same way. We are. We are. Yeah, so we are always looking for people to to come run calls with us, to work with us. Um, 
What's unique about our department is that we don't require any certification initially for you to come and work with us, mm. which is awesome because we allow you up to a year to run calls with us. You're coming to trainings, you're running calls, you're having gear issued to you to see if something that you have a passion for. Mm -hmm. And if it is a great fit, then within a year, we require you to take either EMT, if you're on the EMS side, or Firefighter 1, if you're on the fire side. We pay for that certification. It's crazy. Yes. That, it's but very, very crazy, great. Crazy incredible, good. Incredible. Yes. Yeah. Crazy good, I yeah. should say. Crazy good. So yeah. you have a chance to start your career basically for free. Mm -hmm. um, we're looking for people that you know have that curiosity, who have that passion, who are willing to help out their neighbor, right? Um, you know, for a lot of people, this does start their career. We're a stepping stone for them to go to career department, and that's fine. We love that. We love for people to come back and say, hey, like, I got my start here. This is what I'm doing now. Yeah. And we have the people across the country mm -hmm. now that are career fire EMS people. Yep, I can think of a couple. But they got their start here in Heston. Nice. Um, and again, we have people in all walks of life. I mean, I look at Hanukkah out here working in the library. She does EMS. She's been with us for six years. Um, we have the Andy Rays, who has a family, who has, you know, a different job and is able to balance this into it and mm -hmm. be our deputy chief. You know, we have our Sarah Schmitz, who has, you know, raised two kids by doing yes. this. She's been with us for 15 plus years. Um, we have the Zach Phillips and the Delvin Wolgamoose. They've also been with us for 20 plus years. I think Zach Phillips will have his 17 year here on Friday. Nice. I think Delvin's coming up on 23. And again, those are all people who have managed yes. their jobs, managed their families, and done this on top. Amazing. Um, and like you said, your friends, your neighbors, they're, they're here. They're the people you talk to on a daily basis, but they're also going out and trying to help. Yeah, they know you by name. Well, and I was just going to say, it, when you're looking at the worst day that you've had in your potentially in your life, mm -hmm. it's it's not a stranger. It's people that you know. It's people that you know care about you outside yes. just the context of I'm here to help in this instance. It's you'll see them at church. You'll see them at the library. You'll see them other places in town. And I think that that community connection is so important. Absolutely. For... Like, you're definitely a person. You're not a number. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you need to Heston as well. I mean, you go into Cedric County, you know, your patient number, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Here, your first name, last name, your so-and-so's neighbor, your so-and-so's niece yeah. and nephew. Um, which is great because we're asking about, you know, after the call, you know, hey, is there anything we could do to help you out? Or, you know, hey, you know, can I call so-and-so to come over? Um, it, it's just, it's great. Um, and we, we also, you know, you have to be 18 to do this. So we're in the high school, you know, the kids that don't have that path of this is what I want to do. This is a great way to kind of experience a different type of job, and it may be something they have a passion for. Yeah, oh, it might click. It might absolutely click. Yeah. And go, Whoa, this is this is real world, and this is something I can go with. Yeah. So I, again, it's not just a certain group of people that we're trying to target. I mean, if this is something that you may have an interest in, come in and talk to us. Come in and look at our equipment. Um, we have such great pride in what we have here because we know we have good equipment. Yeah. You guys do. You guys do. So that's that leads me to a great question is how can they contact you for more information? Absolutely. Great question. I'm glad you brought that up. I like, leave it. Just yeah, get all of this. So you can absolutely, you can come to the station. We're at 115 East Smith. You can give us a call there at City Hall. Um, we don't have any messaging on Facebook, but again, just, just reach out. And again, if you don't know anyone in the department, uh, that would shock me. 
but again, come up to the station and just get to know us. We never turn away people. We love when people come in and want to look at the station and see what we have and see who we are and what we do. Um, I, I love running the numbers. I love, you know, being able to tell, you know, we've ran this many fire calls. We've done this this year. Um, looking at our staffing, this is where we're at. Um, I, we're a pretty dynamic department. You are. And you're a welcoming and fun group. I've spent a little time there, and I appreciate you guys so much and what you do. Oh, oh definitely a cornerstone of the community and, and the helping out and making this place so special. Absolutely. But can I put you on the spot, Missy? Well, go for it. Okay. What has been the most bizarre call you've been on? Oh man! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't write that down because it just came. <laughs> yeah. Like, let's let's go let's go out there and see what what the most bizarre is, rather than the keeping, standard keeping a HIPAA kind of applies. Right? No, it? Well, sure. a- absolutely. Oh, just, I wish it was well, like it would have been my house. She, I would have. While she talks closed. about that, I can I can make a quick HIPAA joke. Are we in for a HIPAA? I'm joke? ready. Knock knock. Who who's there? HIPAA. HIPAA. Who? Sorry, I can't disclose that information. Okay, I have one. Okay. We'll give her a few more minutes. Yeah, perfect. N- knock, knock. Who's there? Control freak. Now you say control freak who. <laughs> Misty, you've had enough yeah, time. Okay. What's your answer? <laughs> Man, I... If there's anything that popped out. There is nothing that okay. popped out. I, again, it's just... When we get around talking to one another, it's it's kind of... It's fun to... Everyone's had a different experience. Yeah. And, um, there's been some pretty wild stuff, but... Yeah, I can't okay. think of anything right Perfect. now. <laughs> yeah. so well, you, you have to join to know. I, oh, ooh, <laughs> again, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. What <laughs> to happens get in. in the Heston Fire <laughs> US is con- is talked about in Heston Fire US. Yeah, Perfect. So if you, you want to know, yeah. Mm. For those of us who don't have a lot going on, that would be me, as opposed to <laughs> the person in the room that has the best social life. He doesn't need more to do. But I might, I might is have she to. Me? I might have I to so. knock okay. that secret knock. Misty, one thing you said is you run the Facebook page and Mm -hmm. i wanted to make a transition and ask you quickly how did your prairie fire half marathon go on sunday it was amazing um the weather was perfect i finished um i signed up to do the back-to-back so i did the spring and then i did the fall so i got two medals at the end yeah rock and roll you're gonna have to build on a room because you've done double digits plus of these types of runs right so i think this is probably my seventh half um so not quite double digits. No, get busy. We'll we'll get there. Okay. Wow. <laughs> just <laughs> demanding Susan so, over here. I'm teasing. So running, uh, I started a run streak. So I've ran every day since June 1st of 2021. I see you out. Yeah. In beautiful downtown Heston, I, I admire do. that. Well, I wanted to just tease you a little bit, not be mean, but tease <laughs> you because next week we're going to have um, Hunter Diller. And his brother Colton Diller join us, and Hunter just completed a half marathon. Same one as you, actually, now that we're talking about it. I was like, I'm, I'm sure he did way better. But we both finished. Mm-hmm. Um, finishing is all that matters. Misty, thanks. Well, thanks Thank you. Misty, me. is there anything you'd like to add? No, I, I appreciate the opportunity to be here today. I love talking about Heston Fire EMS, who we are, what we do, and hopefully how you can join us. Yeah. We love having you guys in the community without a doubt. We, we can say that. We, we appreciate you and the entire department and anybody that's working in that field matters yes. a lot. So Yes. And, you know, one thing, hey, during a home football game, if you want to, there's a great spot to go talk to the EMS. They're Perfect. there. Excellent Stop point. by. Stop by, say hi, introduce yourself, and maybe get a little more information. Excellent. I like that idea. That's a great, great. Well, we're glad you're here. Feel free to stay and eavesdrop on what happens sure. next. But we'll, 
we'll um, transition to some comments about some things that have been going on around town. We've got other stuff going on. I think Jackie's going to have something here in just a second. But super big congrats to the Swather tennis team. Five members qualified for state, Molly Martin and singles. The doubles teams of Cassie Albin and Corey Kramer, along with Jaden Callahan and Catherine Friesen. They'll all be heading to Topeka to state. And I can say it without a doubt. What an unsung dynasty. If there is maybe the most successful over time program, I think it's tennis. I think our tennis team flies under the radar. They don't get the right. recognition, but they're amazing. Coach they're Sibbets, very, Coach Dalston, yeah. what an incredible job these guys do. Super consistent, and we're really proud both of the girls and the boys' tennis teams. And good luck, ladies. Yeah, state this weekend. Hope it's a great day. In Topeka. And um, we'll be reporting in next week about that. Perhaps on Friday night, a bigger win than noted because I think I did some number work, and sometimes okay. numbers are hard. Swathers win 42 to nothing, but I think that win solidifies Heston for the playoffs. With uh-huh. all. Yes, because they're, Heston, both Collegiate and us are 2 and 0. Uh-huh. Chapman's 1 and 1, Clearwater's 1 and 2, and Trinity's 0 and 3. The okay. top four teams go with two wins, with two to go, you're going to tie and you have a head to head. I think we've clinched a playoff spot already. I'm very thrilled to hear now that. Now it's where we are, where we go. Now that's unofficial. Where we go and where we're seated still is up to be okay. determined, but I think the Swathers are in. And this week is an away at Chapman. Chapman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty so, yeah. drive to head to Chapman. That'd be a nice little drive. Also, 5A State Golf. Girls Golf comes to Heston next week. That's yep. where I'll be on Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, working out. There is still a need for markers. And marking's a fun job. Markers, you get to – it's actually scoring, but they call, they're called markers. Okay. You get a clipboard. You get to walk around and follow a group and notate their strokes and communicate with them. Sure. And, and then you're sending pictures back to us in the clubhouse – and we're live scoring this as we go. So people are keeping up who aren't in attendance and okay. we go from that. And what does a marker get? A marker gets a punch card to the four courses that are holding the state golf. So you get a couple, you get four free rounds of golf essentially. Do you think you get to keep the clipboard? No, you don't get to keep the clipboard. Cause oh. I know, cause a lot of them say Heston high school track. So you don't get to keep the clipboard. Okay. But you could go play golf at these other places. You can go play golf at the other places. The four courses that are hosting state golf in the fall. Should we do the nip and tuck at one of those courses? Uh, the tip and tuck? Oh. <laughs> no, we're going to do the tip and tuck October 22nd here. That is the <laughs> toughest golf tournament we have, and it's a lot of fun. Are you and I going to play that whole, our hole before that or after that? Oh, that's that? right. We have to We have You've to. You've already that. forgotten. No, I now I oh, remember. Okay. Okay, that week is a little busy. This is next week. We've so got we'll do it the golf. week of Halloween. No, we, ha- we have to go that day because that uh, pin is in the right spot. We'll get this worked out, not on we'll the air, out. but okay. What else? Um, no, I think – so we've got all kinds of stuff going on. If you want more information on how to be a marker, go ahead and contact the golf course at 620-327-2331. Give, him, give Zach and his crew a call, and he'll set you on the way. And they could you could do it for one day. You could do it for both. It's Monday and Tuesday. Nice. And we want to really emphasize what a um, coup it is to have state golf or state anything come to our community um, and, and people need to be especially friendly, wave, yeah. maybe pick up a little stuff that you see in your yard or, you know, a piece of litter along the way. Let's spruce it up like it's the Olympics. Okay, I like it. Jackie, what do you have for in the library? All right. So tonight um, at 730, our Who Moved My Cheese book club is meeting. I'm really excited about that. We have uh, cheese from Weeby Dairy. Um, they're a, a local. Cool. Uh, yeah, they're amazing. Um, 
great story there, but Weeby Dairy, uh, we've got their cheese that we are going to be serving to folks. Um, the a big thank you. We were one of the wonderful organizations that was that benefited from the Heston Community Foundation. Uh, they granted us sixteen hundred dollars uh, during Home Sweet Heston, and that'll help. Uh, we got a pretty big bill on fixing our heating system just as we get ready to go into cold weather. So a, a huge thank you to the Heston Community Foundation and the Central Kansas Community Foundation for that amazing grant. That's that's a huge piece for us. Um, and then in the next week or so, we are getting 250 new books. Okay. Uh, our rotating collection is coming in. With, this is something that happens through uh, South Central Kansas Library Association. Um, the, it's just a service that they offer that lets us freshen up our collection at just a, a participation cost. Um, so we're going to be cataloging like crazy over the next few days, but come in and check out what new things came in. Uh, through this uh, Sickles rotating collection. And um, this is something that'll make some of our hotspot users happy. So we had previously had a restriction on our hotspots that was an educated, because oh, we paid sure. for them at first, mm -hmm. it was through an educational program. Now, since we pay for those ourselves through our budget, um, you're able to stream now. We Previously, you weren't able to get on like Hulu, Roku, Netflix. Right. Um, we Our board took action so that now Hulu, Netflix, all those streaming services are accessible through our hotspots. So it's a, a really great deal for folks who just want to like hang out at the lake and if it's raining, you can still binge watch whatever you want on Netflix. So good stuff. The and Crown. That would be what I would suggest you binge watch on Netflix. The Crown. Not crayon, <laughs> but crown. I'm going to put in a plug for Great British Bake Off. The, the Great British Baking Show is, that's my jam. There's a theme going. Isn't there? <laughs> if we could think of one, how about a James Bond? Isn't he British? He is British. There, watch those three there and then go. have some tea. <laughs> um, I do want to put a, put in a quick plug um, for the health fair. It is this Saturday uh, from 8 to 11 at Heston Middle School. Um, it's a great chance to get your flu shot and get your COVID booster and get checked up in general. It's a wonderful opportunity. I know that when I didn't have health insurance, that was my annual checkup uh, back when I was in my 20s and didn't have insurance, but it's a, a great opportunity. So I just want to remind folks that the Heston Community Health Fair is this Saturday um, from 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock at Heston Middle School. At the middle school. The middle Please school. show up yeah. and get get healthy and, and we'll be there uh, we'll be there with get alarmed kansas and the file of life program which is a little piece of paper that you put in a folder and put it on the outside of the refrigerator that has all of your health information um, medications allergies important uh, info emergency contact um, dnr paperwork so do not resuscitate yes. if, if you've had that conversation and had that paperwork signed um, that might be a good podcast for Russ to come on. Yeah, and talk I like about. that idea. Um, again, those are hard conversations to have, but important sure. ones to have. Um, so, yeah, I think you should get Russ in here and have him talk about life and, and DNRs. He was he was pretty adamant that you were pumped about coming on here when I talked to him too. So yeah, no, this, I tell you what, this is a great opportunity. But it Russ is. has also been around for forty three years. Yeah. he yeah. started so. at age five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'll tell him. I that. think Russ would probably say no DNR for Susan or whatever it is that would. Yeah, he would say Susan has a, a DNR. DNR. Yeah. Now, I, now I, that I've called him out <laughs> on see, this now you have to large <laughs> scale platform. <laughs> see, now he has to come in and talk about it. Okay, sounds good. Him and Scott vote. 
Okay, can, can we go back to test and high tennis for just a second? Please and, do. And the only reason I want to do this is because Coach Sibbets just emailed me his yeah. thoughts. Okay. So Travis and I actually graduated together from high school. That's so He said cool any time we can qualify five out of our six girls at regionals, it was a good day. One of the things that made it special this year was our relatively inexperienced squad. Uh-huh. We only brought back two of our top six from last year who graduated a strong senior class. Cassie Alban and Corey Kramer, Kramer, who play doubles together, are the lone varsity experience from last year, which showed by playing third, placing third in the tough doubles field. Uh, Cassie and Corey placed ninth at state last year and should have expectations to improve on this year. And um, Molly Martin, the sophomore singles player who qualified, improved a ton from the beginning of the year to play her best tennis at regionals. She played and won a gritty long three-set match to qualify for state. Super proud of Jaden Callahan and Kat Friesen to qualify in fourth place with, in which is this their first year of varsity action. So yep. it really testament to it how does. good the Heston High School tennis program is. I want to get that in because, like I'm I said, glad. Coach Sibbs just emailed me back. Yeah, so. and I want to give a shout-out to freshman Elise Griffin, yes. who also played after a very difficult week. So, so um, we can give shout-outs and, and applause to Misty, Jackie, and the tennis team and the Swather football Let's team. do it. Well, what a good time. We've got a lot coming on. Next week, I'm out. It's the Jackie and Susan show. It's going to be delightful. I know. I'm looking over there, and there's lights, buttons, knobs. It's not and, that hard. And I it's had to – There's if people need to come and watch, we need to get some bleachers so that people could watch. Because seriously <laughs> – This is not going to become a spectator no, sport. No, podcast come, is what, not a spectator sport. I'm sorry. Sport. I thought you said the library was the hub of the community, and now it, you're telling ooh, people to stay away. Whoa. Careful. Okay. All right. So, so we will move this next week into the community room, and that way we will have bleacher seating in there. I don't know how we're going to do that. But sure, let's do it live. Live in the fishbowl of the community you, room. You know we can do this. Oh, live. I, I'm well aware. I can move hey. this podcasting equipment. Okay. We can do the podcast live. Let's set it as a goal. Let's set it <laughs> as a goal. Not, not for next week when Jackie and I are trying to figure this out by ourselves. <laughs> I'm sorry. I opened a can of worms. You but really what, did. Didn't I you? wanted people to see this little black disc that's in front of me that I had on backwards, which the, is now starting to sound really creepy. The pop the more shield. I it's a pop shield. It. But anyway. Let's set a goal that we'll do it live before the end of the year, and we will invite people and have refreshments. I don't know about the refreshments well, part, just, but just I'm yes. going to invite Lindsay of Lindsay's Cakes and Bakes to be on and provide refreshments. Oh, okay. I uh, the the bus tracks and the buses that Susan can put people under are evident here, and I'll talk to Lindsay. I'm sure she'll be thrilled about that. I will ask her. I got. I will, we'll get this. We got this done. You did this done. Hey, what a great Tuesday. Tuesdays, I think, are the best day they of the week. The I really day. do. Thank you again, Misty, for stopping by. And Jackie, as always, thank you again. So uh, if you guys are wanting more information, talk to Misty about the Heston Fire EMS. And one more round of applause. This has been the Weekly Walker H Town, coming to you from the hub of the community, the Heston Public Library, recorded with podcasting equipment sponsored by USW Local 11228. For Susan Lamb, I'm Rusty Witcher saying we'll talk to you guys next week.